Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven optimally through the application of its timeless principles. We've been speaking about uh, kingdom keys for walking in the supernatural, and so far we have covered five keys. In our last episode, we spoke about the key of faith, and we want to continue with the same by uh, introducing the sixth key. Uh, which will take uh, several episodes uh, to explain. Uh. So the sixth key for walking in the supernatural is that you should be filled with the manifest presence of God. Be filled with the manifest presence of God or be filled with the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still God. Uh. So it's important to note this, that there are various dimensions of the presence of God presented in the Bible, in the Old and New Testament. There are, va- there are various dimensions of the presence of God uh, 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 ex- uh, uh, presented in the scripture. So I'm sure you have heard before some people saying that uh, <clears throat> that uh, uh, the presence of God is not an, uh, something that you experience, uh, like a, a feeling or... or uh, and they try to challenge those people who say that uh, that the presence of God was in a place. Eh? And there are others who say that uh, the presence of God was not somewhere. You know, there the 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 issue here is is not necessarily that uh, about uh, one being wrong and the other one being correct, but it's about uh, not understanding or not being able to explain the different dimensions. Eh? Uh, that are presented in scripture because God is one person and there's a, a different ways in which he expresses himself uh, 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 in terms of his presence. Uh, he's not a human being. So there are various dimensions of the presence of God presented in scripture, uh, in the Bible. Yeah? <clears throat> and we're going to be, uh, for, for the, the one I'm speaking about, the key is the manifest presence of God. But there are other dimensions. I need to explain to me, present all uh, to present at, I'll present at least five. There may be more, but I'm presenting five. <clears throat> so the first dimension of the presence of God is the omnipresence of God. Omnipre- the omnipresence. Omni- you know that God has uh, qualities of omnipresence, uh, omnipotence, and omniscience. Huh? So omnipresence means that God is present everywhere. God is present everywhere. The scriptures say this in... Uh, Psalms 139, verse 7 to 12. Psalms 139, verse 7 to 12. This is what the scripture says. It says, uh, this is a psalmist, David, uh, speaking. It says, uh, uh, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? I, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. That is in the grave, huh? Uh, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night round me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. You see, so 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 you see, God is, is the psalmist is explaining that God is everywhere. So that's what the, that's the first dimension of the presence of God, the omnipresence of God. The next dimension of the presence, the next dimension of the presence of God, the second one is uh, the presence of God in the heavenly realms on His eternal throne. 
the, the presence of God in the heavenly realms on his eternal uh, throne. If you have followed the letters of Apostle Paul, particularly to the Corinthians, he speaks about the third heaven. That's the, where the throne of God is. We speak about the first heaven, the, the second heaven. If you especially read the King James Version, he speaks about the second heaven when he sees an angel in the, uh, with a foot on the second heaven. The second heaven is where we have the forces of dark, where spiritual warfare is, where you have the forces of darkness dominate principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Eh? Well, so, so that's the that's it's the heavenly realms. You see, so that's the second heaven. But the third heaven is where the throne of God is. The first heaven is what we see as we look up. You know, uh, the natural expression of the heavens. Eh? So, in, in the expression of the heavens in the natural realm. So the third heaven is where God's throne is. Yeah, what Paul called the third heaven in his vision when he was caught up in a revelation, a vision to before God, the throne of God. <clears throat> so that's where the, the, the Lord sees. So so that's so the presence of God in that realm, the third heaven, in the in the heavenly realms on his eternal throne is the second dimension of his presence. That yes, we know God is everywhere. But there's a, a, a special way in which God is in his throne, where he expresses his full glory. And, the, and, and uh, you can only, maybe as a, as, a, as a believer, you can only see it by a vision, through a vision. Uh, but uh, being caught up, your spirit being caught up in that sense. Uh, and you'll hear many people operating in the prophetic ministry speaking about having been to heaven in that sense, in a vision. Uh, uh, so there's a special sense in which God is there that is not everywhere. So that's the other dimension of the presence of God. And so uh, it's good to look at what scripture says. Uh, in the book of Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 7 verse 9 to 10, we see the expression of this uh, dimension of the presence of God, the presence of God in, on his eternal throne in the heavenly realms. Uh, in, uh, it says uh, this, uh, Daniel chapter 7 from verse 9, uh, it says, uh, uh, it's Daniel chapter 7 from verse uh, uh, verse 9 to 10. 9 and 10. It says, As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days, that is God, uh, Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. The river, a river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. So it's, you see, it's describing God eh, in his, uh, on his eternal throne eh, in the heavenly realms. Eh? And, uh, and he's speaking about how God is surrounded by, by angels. Eh? And, uh, and actually, if you, if you read the book of Revelation, you will see a revelation of uh, God in that sense. Huh? You see a revelation of God in that sense uh, in the heavenly in the heavenly realms, huh? whereby you you see an expression of uh, of uh, of how He appears in a visionary sense. Because he, uh, Daniel was a prophet, huh? and he could see uh, this vision from a prophetic dimension, huh? the revelatory dimension of the prophetic. Huh? And that's why he was giving us an account of how God appeared uh, to him, as from in terms of his, from the way he can describe from a human perspective, so that the presence of God, of God in His eternal throne, in the book of Revelation chapter four, uh, we speak, we see 
the same expression, uh, a similar expression of the same uh, in the sense of uh, a God on his throne in the eternal, in the heavenly realms. In uh, Revelation chapter 4 from verse 1, it says, uh, <clears throat> After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had, I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here. And I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven, with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and chameleon, a rainbow resembling an emerald, encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns on, on or of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also, before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear, clear scripture. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and, there, and they were covered with, the, with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. <clears throat> uh, each of the four living creatures had six wings and, uh, and was covered with eyes all, all around, even under his wings. Uh, under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give, give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him for he lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. So you see, that's the entire uh, uh, book, uh, uh, Revelation chapter 4. The entire chapter of the Revelation of, of uh, that's the book of Revelation, the entire uh, chapter 4. Uh, so, as you can see, you see that, uh, that, that that's a dimension of the presence of God in which he's not present on earth like that. He's not present, uh, he, it's, it's not other dimensions of the omnipresence. So he's in, present in his eternal throne but he's also, but he's also not present. Uh, in that, he's, he's present everywhere, but he's not present in that similar way. On his in, in other places. So therefore, that's the second dimension: the presence of God in the heavenly realms on his eternal throne. The third dimension of the presence of God is the presence of God in the life of a kingdom citizen. The presence of God in the life of a kingdom citizen. And uh, this is concerning when somebody accepts Jesus Christ as their personal savior. And so uh, the scriptures say, tell us this, uh, describe this in uh, the book of, uh, in the book of uh, John chapter 3, verse 3 to 6. John chapter 3, verse 3 to 6. So it says this, uh, it says uh, uh, this was uh, when Nicodemus had come to speak to, he was a Jewish, a member of the Jewish ruling, ruling council, so he had come to ask Jesus about, <coughs> about uh, <coughs> clarity on matters of the kingdom, so verse 3 says this, he uh, says, in, in reply, uh, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again, uh, 
How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. The flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. So this is speaking about the, the accepting Jesus Christ as a personal savior. That's what we are meaning by by born, by coming to the kingdom. So that uh, uh, when the, uh, somebody becomes a kingdom citizen. So when that happens, uh, uh, the person moves from darkness to light, the kingdom of darkness to light, and the God comes into his life. Uh, so God comes and, and resides in his life. And uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 to 13 says this. Uh, verse 12 to 13, it says, uh, uh, maybe I can read from verse 10. It says, uh, and we pray this, this is Apostle Paul praying about to the, uh, for the Colossians. Then he says, and we pray this in order that you that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and, and, and joyfully, from verse 12 now, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in, in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In, then verse 14 says, In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. So you see, when you accept Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, we are moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. So God resides now in us when we are now in the kingdom because we are born again. We are born by the Spirit. Huh? So we are translated from our, the kingdom of darkness and move to the kingdom of light where God God is as as absolute dominion in that realm in that realm in the kingdom of darkness satan is at work is at work over the people in the kingdom of darkness the people and believers the people are living in the world system the the system of social evil the system of of human affairs that is hostile to god and is that is expressed in Ephesians chapter 2 the beginning of the scripture which speaks about the Satan as the spirit who is at work in the disobedient among those who are disobedient those who are, that's those who are not in the kingdom of heaven so you see when you move into the kingdom of heaven so you are now under the author, full authority of the kingdom of uh, of uh, God which is represented by him and God is uh, present in your life in that sense so in that sense that's why people talk about Jesus I, I accepted Jesus Christ into my personal as my personal sense I accepted Jesus Christ into my life so that's what we mean by uh, by by uh, uh, the presence of God in the life of a kingdom citizen is moving from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light where God is there fully uh, 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 has full dominion in that sense uh, and the enemy has no uh, dominion in, in any sense uh, as he has in the world system where we have moved from uh. then the fourth uh, dimension of the presence of God uh, is the manifest presence of God that's what we are going to be focusing on so we are speaking about five, but these are the fourth one. So the fourth one is the manifest presence of God. And this is the revelation and expression of, the, of God's presence in a particular context or environment of earth. It's the revelation and expression of God's presence in a particular context uh, or environment on earth. So uh, a, a good example is, uh, is uh, uh, in the book of Acts. The book of Acts, uh, 
Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. So the scripture says Acts chapter 2 verse, verse uh, uh, 1 to 4. So the disciples, Jesus had, had ascended to heaven and then he told them to tarry in Jerusalem until they endured with power. Then he said they will be baptized with the Spirit. So this is what happened. Huh? <clears throat> it says, uh, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire uh, that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So you see, this the Holy Spirit is God. So as they were praying and were waiting upon the Spirit to come, the Spirit came. God came in the form of the Holy Spirit and he filled all the people who are present there. These 120 people are waiting upon God. He filled all of them. So that is a manifestation of the presence of God in that environment where believers are gathered together. And so the Spirit comes and uh, fills their spirit, uh, you know, and is expressed. So there's a manifestation of that. And uh, this is not the only, it, it doesn't only occur the stage where people call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, but also it, it is something that is renewed over and over as we pray, as we worship. Uh. So for instance, uh, uh, in Acts, later on, the same people, like now it speaks about, uh, now speaking about the apostles and other disciples. So it speaks about them in uh, in uh, uh, Acts chapter 4. So the same people are filled with the Spirit in uh, Acts chapter 1. Now again, it happens again in uh, Acts chapter 4, where it says uh, they were praying now. So they prayed for, for the, the prayer is captured uh, from uh, around verse 24 of Acts chapter, uh, chapter 4. Uh, so uh, now when you come to verse, the, the, the part of the prayer in verse uh, 29, it says, uh, <coughs> this is what they are praying. <coughs> this is what they are praying. So it says, uh, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After, then the scripture said this, after they prayed, the, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So you see, this is the manifestation of the presence of God uh, 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 in a unique way. And that's why the people are just saying that uh, uh, the God is just in you and so God does not, uh, is the appearance of God, the feelings that happen, that it does not, is not, does not mean that uh, that is what God, the presence of God is not a feeling or not an uh, emotion. What? Not an emotion. True, it's not an emotion, but it is an express, there's a, there's a dimension of the presence of God that is expressed by manifestation, various manifestation. And you see this manifestation, it shakes the place and it fills them with boldness. On the day of Pentecost, you have seen the manifestation comes, there's a rushing wind, there are tongues of fire, and they began to, to, to speak as the Spirit enabled them. So, so there are dimensions, there, there's a times in which God manifests himself. Huh? You can see maybe people falling because of his presence. That, that that has been expressed at that point in time. You can see somebody entering a certain environment and things begin to change because of the dimension of the manifest presence that they carry. That things just begin to work in his favor or in her favor. You see, so if you are filled with the manifest presence of God, then you will begin to see dimensions of the presence of God that uh, people who don't express that dimension don't see it. Uh. So this is beyond the omnipresence of God or the presence of God in the heavenly realms or the presence of God in earth. Uh, 
<coughs> at the point of salvation. Eh? So this is the manifestation of the presence of God in the person of the Holy Spirit in a place. Manifestation means like it is expressed. You know, it's expressed in the natural realm. The fifth, uh, the fifth uh, uh, dimension of the presence of God is the presence of God on earth in the person of Jesus Christ. The presence of God on earth in the person of Jesus Christ. Huh? Remember Jesus who tell his disciples when they ask him, like, show us the Father. And, they, and then he will tell them, how can you ask me, show the Father? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And also now, in John chapter 1, he says, uh, in the beginning was the Word. Huh? This is what the scripture says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So you see, so he's speaking about Jesus. yeah. And if I continue to verse 4, it says, uh, verse two, from verse 2 to 4, then it says, He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but darkness has not understood it. <coughs> so you see, so as you can see, as you can see, the manifestation of Jesus is expression of the presence of God. Because the scripture is speaking about Jesus as God. Because it says that in the beginning was the word that he was with the Father. It's a word he was there. Then it says, in the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. You see, so the same word that was with God, the same word was also God. Yeah, that the word was there present, and then the word was with God, and then the word was God. So it's speaking about Jesus, uh, God expressing himself in the, within the person of uh, the, the frame of the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and, uh, and we know Jesus is referred to the, 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 in the same, same way, uh, in the sense in the book of Revelation when he's speaking about his return. Uh, the scripture said this in uh, uh, this uh, Apostle John expressing from the vision is his uh, in the spiritual realm, in the prophetic. Uh, so in Revelation chapter 19 from verse 11 to, uh, I'll read up to 14. <coughs> so it says, uh, out of, uh, maybe up to, up to 16. So it says, I, I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true with justice. He judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. You see, so he's the same person now, so describing John chapter 1. So he's the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and, and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword, with which to strike down the nations. He will rule with them with an iron scepter. <clears throat> he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You see, so this is Jesus. Uh, and uh, So in verse, uh, verse 13, uh, this is chapter 19 of Revelation, the verse 13 says that, uh, that his name is the word of God. And uh, John, John has told us already that he said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the presence of God, of Jesus, uh, uh, so the dimension of, uh, 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 this dimension of the presence of God is the presence of God uh, in the person of Jesus Christ on earth. So Jesus, when God is manifesting on earth, he manifests in the form of Jesus Christ. Yeah? Uh, because he's one person. Uh, 
he manifested he manifested when he came as a human being he came in the form of jesus christ that's why he speaks about the word became flesh and dwelt among men john's john continues to speak speak about the about the the about the same thing huh? because uh, uh he, he speaks about the same thing huh? because uh, uh when he speaks about him coming uh, uh, as flesh huh? it's basically saying that he manifested himself and now was living as a human being yeah so it's the word so 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 this word who is god be, manifest himself in the form of a, a human being that's what it means by saying that the that the word became flesh and dwelt among men you see that's you can read that in john chapter 1 so so as you can see there are different dimensions of the presence of god in scripture there is a have a recap is that there is the omnipresence of god where it means that God is present everywhere. Then the second is the presence of God in the heavenly realms on his eternal throne, which at this stage of our lives we can only see by a vision. Yeah. And then there is a, the 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 third dimension of the presence of God is the presence of God in the life of a kingdom citizen. When you accept Jesus Christ as a personal savior, then uh, we, people say that you have accepted Christ into your life. So you're moving from dark, the kingdom of darkness to light. So there's a presence of God in the life of a believer, yeah, in his kingdom. Huh? Uh, because you have moved to his kingdom where god is present uh, you know in the in this unique way to believe us uh. then the fourth dimension as described is the manifest presence of god where we say that god reveals and expresses himself in particular contexts and environments uh. Uh, and then there's a fifth dimension is the presence of god in the person of jesus christ uh, as he manifests on earth sometimes you can people see that they, they see him in a vision uh. So it's in the person of Jesus Christ. That's a, a, a dimension of the presence of God because God is expressed in the form of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But when you're speaking about uh, this series on the, the key, keys to the, uh, 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 <coughs> uh, keys to the supernatural, uh, that uh, uh, we are speaking about being filled with the manifest presence of God, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. That's the sixth key. And that's what we are going to dwell with uh, that uh, uh, in the from from the uh, next for the next few episodes we're going to be discussing the the impact and benefits of the manifest presence of God. That's the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life. So so if you want to walk in the supernatural, you have to be filled with the manifest presence of God. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, and then you will experience you begin to experience the manifestation of the the presence uh, of the presence of God in that sense. Because when Jesus went, he said that you uh, release the Spirit for us. Uh, so the so God is expressed in us through the Holy Spirit. We don't need, need Jesus to be present in person. He, he, he is present in us by the Spirit. And when the Spirit is, we are filled with the Spirit, we manifest in and to the point of manifestation of this, then we will ex- we see the supernatural operating in our lives. So I hope that uh, you have had a, a better understanding of the presence of God and you have clarity or, or filling up of incomplete perspectives that have been presented to you. And so, uh, so therefore, <clears throat> I want you to reflect on the same and ask yourself questions like, which dimension of the presence of God had you not understood? Uh? Which dimension of the presence of God had you not understood? Uh? Or which other dimension do you see in scripture that you probably would want to uh, add? Uh, the second, uh, uh, <clears throat> and then the other thing I want to say in conclusion is that uh, if you have been blessed by this episode, I would like you to... Uh, uh, share the same with a friend, a colleague. Uh, share it with uh, uh, maybe a family member or relative. Uh, 
and even maybe post it on your social media accounts or, or share it with our colleagues in church uh, so that you have a better understanding because you never know who might benefit with this as you post it even on your social media. And you can also give us feedback by using the email address provided in the show notes or the social media pro- uh, profile provided or the podcast platform that you have uh, uh, in case uh, it allows you to give feedback uh, in that sense. Uh. Otherwise, we pray that uh, God may give you a deeper insight on the being filled with the presence of God because that's the sixth key that we are discussing on walking in the supernatural, that you should be filled with the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you.